how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Make sure to also check out Freelancer Class, where you can learn how to become a freelancer full-time or part-time. The online course will teach you how to make money online as a writer, marketer, designer, virtual assistant, accountant, or salesperson. Stay tuned after the show to learn how to get access for free to this $99 valued freelancer course, along with some other free items on our website, creativeprinciples.live. Nicole Stojkovic is a production executive at LD Entertainment with credits like the Oscar-nominated biopic Jackie, starring Natalie Portman. She began her career in Vancouver, working in physical production on feature films such as Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, This Means War, and the Twilight Saga Eclipse. As an EP, she has helped bring movies like Megan Levy, Forever My Girl, The Miracle Season, and now Dog Days to the big screen. In the most recent film, Ken Marino directs a story about interconnected people in Los Angeles connected by their canine counterparts. The EP describes how to organize an ensemble cast, her jump from miscellaneous crew to EP, what LD Entertainment looks for in a human interest story, and knowing when to take the leap in filmmaking. You can also listen to our conversation with the star of the LD Entertainment film Forever My Girl, Alex Rowe, in episode 108 of the podcast. Well, first of all, I grew up in a big movie-loving family. My dad is a big movie buff, and so we were lucky enough to have parents who took us to the theater all the time, and every Friday night was going to the video store and renting tons of movies. But I had, like, a very form. – I'm laughing already – a very formative experience when I was 13 – I had the opportunity to be an extra, like a background performer in The NeverEnding Story 3, which was shooting in Vancouver. Um, and it was my first time on a movie set, and it was like the best day of my life. Um, I don't like being in front of the camera, but I loved being on set and seeing everybody work together to create this movie. I remember coming home and telling my dad all about my day. And he like sat me down. He was very serious. He's like, if this is going to ruin movies for you, I don't want you to go back tomorrow. I don't want you to do this. But for me, it just made it better. And it made it really special to me. And it felt like one of the most magical places on earth. But so I continued to do extra work, like growing up as a teenager and stuff like that. It was a really easy way to make money. And then I got to be on set, which was like the best place for me to be. Um, but I actually didn't seriously think about a career in film until I was about 24. I had already graduated from university. I was living in London working for a big real estate company. But I sort of asked myself, what was it that I wanted to do with the rest of my life? Like, what was I most passionate about? And it was film. So I went back to school, got another degree in broadcast media and television, and then got my first job on a feature film that was shooting in Vancouver called Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer as an office PA. And that 
jump-started my career in production. Mm-hmm. What were those, um, like, thinking back, in addition to being on set, what were some of the films you loved? Like, what kind of genre were you drawn to? Or was it just a little bit of everything? For me, it's a little bit of everything. Um, everybody laughs. They're like, well, Nicole's going to see it because she sees everything. I literally see more movies than most people in my office in a year. I love, if it's a comedy, it's got to be the best comedy for me. Like movies like The Hangover, The Money Pit, things with like situational like comedy make me laugh the hardest. Um, I do love true stories. I love romantic comedies. Um, I like sci-fi, but not so crazy sci-fi that you don't really understand what's happening. Like movies like Arrival or Blade Runner are some that come to mind that I love. Some of that's like fandom, but I mean, I'm mainly going to talk about the movies you've been executive producer on. So what kind of draws you to a project in in that respect? I know you've got a lot of other crew work and things, but as far as an EP, what kind of draws you to these uh, four projects? Um, Well, I work at LD Entertainment, and so we're a fairly fairly collaborative um, group. Um, And when a script comes to us and that somebody likes, the whole group considers it. Um, But for me, on the most basic, simple level, it's is this a story that I want to see in theaters? And is this a story that I think – audience members want to go see in the theaters and then sort of at a higher level it's okay if i like it i have to now pitch it to the rest of the team are they going to like it and is this a story that's compelling and unique and interesting enough for the whole company to, to jump into and spend the next however many years developing and producing and putting together and financing so it's really like it's a collaborative thing but also starts at the basic level of well, is this something that I actually want to see in theaters? What are uh, some? A lot of our listeners are, are probably like first-time screenwriters or first-time directors. Some of your credits uh, as EP include uh, Megan Levy, Forever My Girl, The Miracle Season, and now Dog Days. Um, I would say Dog Days looks the most playful. But what kind of attracted you to these first stories, where they are based on some type of source material? What's kind of the benefit of having you know that source material there to go along with the screenplay? Um, for LD seems to actually love true stories and it's, um, I think it's the experience of like getting to know the real life people and getting to know what their stories are and human interest pieces are interesting to everybody, um, because they're relatable and it's, I mean, uh, the miracle season, people have gone through death and death in the family and people play on sports teams. And so it's relatable on a couple levels, um, for Megan Levy, and um, Dog Days, I mean, Dog Days is not based on a true story, but Megan Levy is a story about a Marine and her dog. And so at the basic level, it's about your relationship with your dog, which a ton of people can relate to. So I think it's, for us, true stories are about the relatability uh, to other people. The Dog Days definitely looks like it's a relatable story for those that have just you know seen the trailer or, or heard about who was in the movie. It looks like one of the, like the ensemble-type casts. It feels like something that could almost be like a writer's room of people pitching ideas, but I think it's mainly credited to two people. Um, it looks like there's a comedy of heart or a combination of heart and comedy. Uh, what kind of inspired you guys to make this story and, and put all these dogs and, and people in film in interesting ways? This was actually an original concept that came out of LD. We developed it internally and we came up with the concept and then hired a writer to put the script together. Um, one of our investors and Mickey, our CEO, were talking about family films and what kind of family films 
people really seemed to enjoy seeing, and dog movies came to mind. So Mickey pitched us. He said, let's make a dog movie, but let's do something different. Let's not have a talking dog movie. Let's not see it just from one perspective of a dog or, you know, uh, the, the time and life of just one dog's journey. So we sort of all brainstormed and came up with, what about an ensemble comedy where everybody's brought together by their dogs? And one of our execs, I think, pitched Love Actually for Dogs, and then that's how we jumped on it, because who doesn't love an ensemble comedy? And who doesn't love dogs? Are there any differences when you're talking to actors like this, when they, they know it's an ensemble versus, like, you know, uh, it's a Trevor My Girl, there's really two stars in the whole movie. Um, is, is it difficult or is it just kind of more fun to have more people on set in a movie like this? Um, it's definitely different, but it's also like Dog Days was really fun because every day there was a new cast member and a new dog on set. Um, but like Forever My Girl, you still have to make sure that even though it's multiple storylines, that each of those storylines have their arc and each of those characters have their character arc. Um, so it was like working on a bunch of mini movies at the same time and while trying to make it a big cohesive story and definitely with something like forever my girl, where there's only really three, maybe four main casts, uh, uh, actors that are cast, you are working with them like for longer periods of time. Cause it's just the four of them. Um, so you get to know them on a more personal level than say an ensemble comedy where you have somebody coming in for a couple of weeks. But both are equally as fun, if you ask me. This is a concept from a studio. Um, just looking at the, the names here. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing these right, but uh, Erica Oyemai is one of the writers. She's got a uh, series like Children's Hospital and Fresh Off the Boat. As her credits, Alisa, uh, Alyssa Matsuda worked on Miracle Season, which you guys also did, and a movie called uh, Reversion, which was a thriller. Um, did this work as, like, were they ever a partnership or was it just kind of different drafts? And did you purposely look for someone with, you know, more comedic background, more background versus someone you've worked with before who can kind of add the heart to the story as well? How did you go about choosing these two writers? Um, so as I mentioned, Dog Days was an original concept that we came up with. So we knew we needed to bring in a writer who would be able to tackle both like the heart and family of the film and also the comedy. And we had just worked with Alyssa, on the miracle season. So we knew that she had that heartfelt and that family vibe about her. And we knew that she could get that on the page for us. So we worked with her for a couple of months to get the script to a place where we felt like we could bring it out to directors, which we did. We brought it to Ken Marino. He's actually one of the first people who read it and he jumped on board fairly quickly. And then he, because he comes from like a huge comedy background, more so than Alyssa, he asked if we could do a rewrite and he wanted to bring his wife on, who's Erica, who has a more comedic background. So then she took Alyssa's draft and she and Ken um, reworked it to add a little bit more of the comedy elements to it. And I think they changed a couple of the storylines to work with the comedy that they had in mind. So they weren't really working together, Alyssa and Erica, but you know they worked off of each other's drafts. From a you know studio perspective, obviously Ken has a great background as an actor. Um, as someone coming in, where I know he's got a lot of television too, but is there any worry or, or like uh, possibility of worry if it's just kind of his second film in this genre, or was it just kind of a no-brainer to, to get Ken involved with the project? A bunch of us had seen 
um, How to Be a Latin Lover when it came out in theaters. And that was literally right when Alyssa had finished the draft. And so we were starting to look for directors who could balance both the, both the comedy and the heart. And uh, Ken came to mind, and he was on the top of our list of directors. It is his second film that he's directing, but Ken's been a writer for a really long time, and Ken has been an actor for a really long time. So I think from a writing standpoint, he knows story and he knows character. And then being an actor, he's familiar with working with actors. So for us, it wasn't oh, this is his second movie, can he do it? It was it was actually kind of a no-brainer. How to Be a Latin Lover was so funny and so successful that we didn't worry that Ken could do it at all. He, he, was, he was great to work with as well. I actually interviewed the guys that wrote that movie, and they said it like when they brought in the actor and then brought in Ken, it, changed, it, it became a lot more of a heartfelt movie than it originally was, which is I can kind of see in this film as well. Um, was there any, you know, having all these dogs on set, you've always heard kind of funny stories. Was there any comical stories that happened from just having dogs on set or unexpected things that might have happened? I mean, I wish I had some comical stories for you, but not really. These these dogs are so well-trained and they're so well-behaved um, and they're treated like royalty on set. They've got like bigger trailers and actors. Um, they're just, they're trained to do sort of their their tricks in the film and not really anything else. Like unlike a comedic actor who can ad lib, that's not a dog's forte in the film industry. Um, so yeah, no, it's kind of boring. No real hilarious dog stories. They were wonderful to work with. They're adorable. And they're like, they're like professionals. They're, they're just really well-trained. Does that limit anything? Like, I mean, if, uh, let's assume you hire a dog that can do X, Y, Z as far as, like, on command. Uh, would that limit anything that you might have wanted to add later? Like, oh, can he also do this? Do you have any issues like that that might have come up from stuff? That actually did come up. If if we wanted to quickly get them to, I don't know, try something else, like maybe roll over or whatever, It just because the trainers hadn't worked on that, I don't know, trick or whatever, it wasn't something that we could just throw at them and improvise on the spot. So that didn't really limit us because I think we got what we wanted. Um, but yeah, a couple of times it would have been nice if he could have thrown in something that spontaneous, but we didn't, we weren't really able to. Uh, kind of coming on as an, an EP and the way you guys, you know, shoot screenplays, is there some, something out there that a lot of people might be missing when, if they're first time screenwriters trying to get their projects made in the right hands is there something you notice that's like a common problem in scripts where it almost works but doesn't quite work? Um, for me, I think um, I think you need to share. Like, I'm not a I'm not a writer and I don't come from a writing background, but I think it's helpful if a writer is sharing their script with as many people as possible and like getting notes from as many people as possible because sometimes writers are so stuck in their own idea that they're not able to like make a change when one's suggested to them. So I think it's being open to changes and to, and being open to be collaborative because once a script is picked up by a company, you know, the producers are going to have changes. And then when it's, uh, when they've landed a director, the director is going to have changes. And then when you get your cast, the cast is going to have some notes. So I think it's just a matter of being um, a little more open with your project to seeing how it can grow in the hands of other people. Uh, is there anything else, any, uh, any stories you'd like to say about the movie or anything else you'd like to share we haven't already discussed? Dog Days was a really cute movie that we loved making. Um, 
we're incredibly grateful to all the theater goers who went and saw it this weekend. We think it's a movie that makes you laugh and cry and audiences make leave the theater feeling really good. And we're, we're really happy to be the ones who have shared it with everybody. And just one more last piece of advice. I know you kind of, you know, transitioned. I mean, obviously you were in some extra work and then kind of uh, uh, PA work and that kind of thing. Uh, any advice for those that are trying to make the jump into a, a higher position, an EP or something like that, any, any just uh, stay the course type of advice like that? Um, for me, I definitely had to – I worked in production as a coordinator for seven years before I moved into the creative and into the development and into producing, but it was a big turn. So I had to be open to making that change myself um, and taking that leap, basically. Um, I started – kind of all over again in my mid to early 30s when I moved to L.A. to work for LD Entertainment. Um, I didn't always want to be a production coordinator. That's not what my goal was. My goal was to be a producer. So when I was given the opportunity to come down here, I jumped at it. So I think it's just a matter of, like, staying the course or changing the course if you need to and being persistent and being patient and know that if you just put in the hard work, you'll get, you'll get there. I mean, I'm still working at it. I'm still learning, and I'm still growing as a producer, and I'm excited for what's to come in the future. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Before you leave, don't forget to sign up for the weekly newsletter. We also get free access to the freelancer course, Master the Freelancer Mindset. This system will teach you exactly how to find clients online, which includes step one, the psychology of the mindset, step two, how to create a killer profile, and step three, how to find quality clients. This online course is valued at $99. It can be yours for free. In addition to the free course, you'll get access to the ebook, How Hollywood Screenwriters Annihilate Writer's Block. This contains advice from Aaron Sorkin, Carrie Fukunaga, and William Monahan. You can find all of this and more on creativeprinciples.live. Visit the website for new interviews, articles, and the daily blog. That's creativeprinciples.live.